four words that turn summer into autumn. Notre Dame versus Michigan. Two giants who first clashed way back in 1887. For over a century, mud-covered golden domers have tussled with the guts and glue of the maize and blue. Epic battles punctuated by legendary names. Well, hello there, college football fans, and welcome to episode 21 of the Fighting Wolverines podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Dan Large. Dan, how's your Friday going? It's going all right. You nailed that intro. No, I know. I'm just feeling it today. <laughs> well, so I, Christmas break, huh? I Man, I like the last three weeks were just nuts. So I'm I'm feeling a little bit more relaxed, that's for sure. Yeah. But oh, and I am I'm supposed to say, congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines on their 43rd Big Ten championship. Pains <laughs> me to say that. Uh, <laughs> I slip you imaginary hundred dollar bill. Hey, I'll tell you this much, and we're gonna talk about New Year's Six games probably uh, after Christmas. But I I am picking Michigan to win that Georgia game. I think that's the legit, a legit thing that that could happen. So, so should we tell the listeners that we'll we'll do an episode today and try to do one for the preview of our team's games in the New Year Six? Probably. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're gonna go today. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk a little bit about Championship Weekend. Just you know a few things, and we're gonna talk about the recruiting class because um, early signing day was. Um, yes. Was it yesterday or two days ago? Oh, two days ago. It was the 15th. Yeah. yeah. So two days ago on Wednesday. And um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the bowl games, some of the uh, the more interesting ones that lead up to the New Year's Six games and the playoff games and stuff. So, um, but yeah, let's just jump right in. And, and oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't finish my thought there. We are going to do that this week and then we're going to skip a week um we're going to take christmas week i mean we've taken a couple weeks off throughout the season but we won't be recording next week for christmas um and then the following week we're going to record early in the week um and talk about the playoff games um the new year's six games our team's games and um so on and so forth so that's kind of the the plan for now Um, so stay tuned and and listen for uh for our next episode so Let's talk a little bit about championship weekend. Um, it's been a while. I mean, obviously, the dust has completely settled um, since then. But some really interesting things happened. Uh, Notre Dame had a chance to maybe be in, and Bama was Bama. And they just they said, nope. <laughs> they ruined everything. <laughs> Dude, I like – and, you know, it's funny. I think in the previous episode we talked about that, like, uh, like I could see, like, I was like, would I be surprised if Bama won? No, I wouldn't be. But like, it was just like, come on, like Georgia, you've been dominant all year. And now all of a sudden, and like Georgia, our Bama struggling with Auburn with a backup quarterback that has a bum leg, like, and it's like, okay, the, the stars are aligning and you're going to, and you're going to win this game. And they just let, let us down. Yeah, and I have to point out, like, Alabama won barely against Auburn. Was it Arkansas? Yep, the couple games Mon- leading up to that. LSU. LSU, 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 LSU. 
I mean, LSU should have LSU should have won that game. Like yeah. without without a doubt, they should have won that game. They had multiple chances at the end. So I don't know. It's it's a frustrating thing. In a way, I'm not that upset about it just because, man, imagine Freeman, Marcus Freeman coaching in his first his first ever head coaching game as a college football <laughs> I mean, New Year's Six still, like, that's still a lot. But, like, a playoff game, it's like, oh, boy. And they would have probably played um, Georgia. Georgia. They'd probably been four seeds. So that would have been really interesting to see that happen. Um, but New Year's Six nonetheless. And uh, but Michigan, um, that was our kind of the last hope for Notre Dame. Had Iowa had you know, I mean, there's Michigan was the clear, far and away better team, but but man, Iowa's offense, let's talk about that for a second. I think they had like four plays, yeah, like legitimately four plays they ran the entire game. I was like, Are you gonna do anything else than this? The most noticeable one was a uh... What was it like a little play action bootleg? Yep. Bootleg to the tight end. Yeah, it was it worked the first half and Michigan made adjustments. They threw a corner blitz at him every time and oh hi. <laughs> My just, right there. I was like, man, like it was funny because I saw I think it was on Twitter, one of the social medias. I saw someone posted a picture of like, you know, the old like uh the old football games. Um trying to think of I don't know exactly which one it was from, but the old like Nintendo, like it may have been like a Madden or something like that, but it was like you would, you know, how you would have the picture of like your plays. Yeah. And it was just like four plays, like in blocks. Um, and then you'd have like, you know, your your standard dive, and then you'd have like around the tackles plays where it's like play action, like yeah, and it was like there's like it literally just said this is Iowa's offense. <laughs> yeah, and he, he um the quarterbacks took a couple of shots. Kind of down the field, but they were badly overthrown all every time. Yeah, and did not do anything. I mean, there was, I thought there was a chance Michigan have somewhat of a letdown, considering you know, it's, I mean, that's a kind of a trap game. You think, you know, you come off the biggest win in the last twenty years, and and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you got to play another game, and but they they was like there was no. I mean, you couldn't even it didn't even matter. Like they were good to go. So. I think someone said it better. It was kind of the first half, like Michigan's scored those two big plays. Yeah. Quick start. And uh, then a quarter and a half of that first half, it was pretty much we were all sucked into the Iowa defense black hole type of game where it was, right. you know, it was still striking distance. But yeah. Michigan didn't shoot themselves, make any mistakes. They were going to end up pulling away, which they did. What they scored on the opening drive in the second right. half—that's the nail in the coffin, I think. I agree. First touchdown in the second half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Michigan just handled their business. That was yeah. plain and simple. They didn't, you know, they didn't piss around with, you know, a lesser team. They just, which, by the way, like I, I saw a stat, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but the lopsided the lopsidedness i don't know if that's a word but how lopsided the big 10 championship game is every year just because the the what are the east are you guys the east or the west yeah the east the east has won eight straight since and it's like i mean i don't know if you need like conference realignment or something or i 
I've talked to a couple of friends. We think there shouldn't be any conference like alignment. There should just be one, kind of like the Big 12. Like one big conference. Just you have a rematch. Big... Why not? It's going to attract a lot. I mean, it's all about the money these days. Like, who? If it was Michigan and Ohio State back to back weeks, why not? Texas and Oklahoma did it a couple times. That's a good point. It's all I like, who cares? Might well. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I wouldn't be upset about that. I mean, I think it's, I mean, every year it's either Michigan, Ohio State. Um, well, it's pretty much Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about necessarily the Big Ten championship. I mean, just like in general, your good teams have the Big Ten are yeah. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. And then oh, after that, you've got Wisconsin, who's on the other side. But Yeah, I couldn't believe a little quick start. Well, preview of up ahead against Georgia, I think that would be important for Michigan, how they would feel good, confidence, is getting a quick start against Georgia. Right. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I, I would, if I'm hardball, I'm, I'm watching every – every second over and over again of that Alabama-Georgia game and seeing exactly what Alabama did because I, I have a hard time believing that. I mean, Bama's – Bryce Young's better than Cade McNamara, but other than that, Michigan's better everywhere. I mean, I, I even think on defense, I mean, like they compare Will Anderson and um, – what's his uh, – Heisman boy. can't think of Aiden him. Hutchinson. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson. And uh, and then, but you guys have Ojabo, and you have the Ross dude at linebacker. Like, I mean, you guys are. I think I would say player for player, you're better than Bama, or you have at least the ability to do what they did. Um, obviously, if it fits into the scheme with like the offense and stuff. But I would be watching every second of that and being like, all right, this is exactly what we're gonna do. And it was weird because like they literally didn't, they like didn't run the ball. Yeah. Like, which is something that maybe that's maybe that's like an interesting point to like something to watch. Like, Michigan runs the ball. Like they they kind of they the run game kind of makes them go. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if that plays a role at all. Going back to Alabama and Georgia, I I think we've even pointed it out on the podcast is. We didn't think Georgia really played a lead offense all year. I mean, look at the schedule. Clemson wasn't that good at the beginning of the year. What was the score? It was ten to three, I think. Everyone made a big deal about it being a defensive, you know, two great teams defensive game, which is isn't it funny how you look back at that and you're like, wow, like we thought it was such a great game. And Florida was they weren't good. They were. Finished six and six. Their yeah. quarterback transferring now. So I mean, when I said I said that to a few people before the before the Bama Georgia game, and I was like, you know, I still was like pretty positive Georgia should win, you know. But I I started like I was like I I'm I'm like that. I like to like I like to kind of play devil's advocate at times. So I'm like devil's advocate at times, and so I'm like like I'm looking through their schedule, and I'm like, man, they really haven't played anybody like now they've blown everybody out so that was kind of the one thing i was like all right like you know none of these games have been close so their defense was just like smacking everybody so i, I mean i was like all right this is still i still feel comfortable with, with them but I, at the same time it's like man like florida wasn't good 
Yeah, like you said, Clemson was not Clemson anywhere near what they used to be, which is another thing we should maybe talk about. Clemson we were in downward spiral. We were kind of talking even the Alabama, this Alabama team is not even that. I don't think they're that great either. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that offensive line knew how to block that amazing front seven that Georgia was supposed to have. Right. Like, they didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, the X factor was Nick Saban, pretty much. <laughs> that was yeah. it. And or I mean, like likewise, I, likewise isn't the right word, but like Kirby Smart is kind of like Brian Kelly. He like doesn't really win the big games. Like I started thinking about like the really big games Georgia has won, and they really haven't won any like big games. That I can remember. Like, I'm sure there might be a couple that are like. Well, like, under Kirby Smart, the one SEC championship season, they beat Auburn. They didn't have to play Alabama. Right. That was the same year Alabama got put in because they're Alabama in the playoff, and that's the year Alabama beat. That was the Tua game coming in the second half and beating Georgia, which Georgia never won. That's the one thing that annoys me, and I'm going to go on my Notre Dame soapbox like I always do. But, like, there's this, like, constant, like, which, again, I'm fine if Notre Dame joins a conference. I really don't care. Like, if they join a conference, they join a conference. If not, they don't. I I just, like, I'm going to root for my team regardless. So, like, and I'm going to defend them with whatever they do. Like, if they decide to stay independent, I'm going to say, all right, that's if, if that's what the university feels is the best move, then I'm going to trust it. But, like, the whole 13th data point thing and, like, not being in the conference championship, which, yeah, there are – like, this year it was like, man, it would have been nice to be able to play – be on the field and kind of, you know, you know, you kind of hold your own destiny in your own hands. Like, you could – Make a you know you could win a game and possibly make, and give yourself a better chance to be in the playoff, but at the same time though like that Bama year where they didn't play in the championship game and they still got in, and then I mean look at Ohio State last year Ohio State played six games, and they got in like and other teams were playing twelve games ten eleven games like like it just it does it doesn't really matter as I think as much as everybody makes it out to be but that's my my thought to, for today. I go back and forth on that all the time. I'm always like, oh, they should join a conference. And I'm like, eh, you know what? Screw them. Like, they shouldn't join a conference. I think they should. At least this day and age, they, I, I don't know. I mean, my cousins always say that that's what makes, I mean, Notre, if you join a conference, then Notre Dame kind of loses its, like, mystique. Like, it's, like, what they've always kind of hung their hat on, which maybe that's true. I don't know. But I, don't, I have no, like, again, I don't care. If they join the Big Ten, they join the ACC. Rumor has it, though, is um, that. Join Sunbelt. Dominate that. Uh, USA. Uh, rumor has it, though, that the whole Kelly thing started about halfway through the season, and he was upset about. A few things, but mainly that he really was pushing to join a conference. Oh, really? And, and the AD wasn't budging, and he basically told them like, "If you don't budge on that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gone." And, and he didn't budge on it. So, hmm. no, I think the, I think the AD thought he would finish the season out. Yeah, he but really like, no, nope. it was a big old middle finger to 
the Notre Dame, which, you know what, good riddance. I'm, after seeing all the crap that's come out from him, like, I'm so thankful that he's gone. You had to see the lot with him, like, doing that video. Yes. Going in a circle. With the dance. I saw the perfect, uh, it was a comment. Somebody said, this looks like a youth pastor trying to be cool or something. Yep. <laughs> he's a piece of crap. I mean, I've. And I've never loved Brian Kelly. I just like I've told I've told a hundred people since this whole thing happened. You defend him because he's your coach. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back him, you know, because like in my opinion, he was gonna be there for the next four years. Well, flipping the going to Michigan, I even told you I was I've been over the Harbaugh era <laughs> for right. like three years, but yeah, I mean this year kind of made up for it. Came out of nowhere. Got new life. Yeah, like. Got that contract <laughs> changed. How wild would it be if you guys won a national championship? <laughs> I mean, after uh, last year, I think that would be one of the greatest turnarounds in, in well, history. first team ever to go from unranked to you know final four right now. So yeah, which makes it which makes last year even more weird. Oh yeah, like I mean, I know that Joe Milton started last year, but like. Kate played most of the season, the shortened season, but he played most of the season. And it was just like, you had pretty much the same dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of the key players from Michigan right now, like Haskins, they're all three-star players too. Guys that just came out of nowhere that back in 2018, that recruiting class, they weren't even, it was number 22, I think, in the country. Yeah. Crazy. Brian Bell, he'll be back for his twentieth year next year. <laughs> That's a good segue. You mentioned uh, stars. So stars. Let's, let's jump into the main portion of our discussion here, and let's talk about um, the early signing day that happened two days ago. Uh, general overview. Um, do you want to talk about Michigan? Because I've got Notre Dame only Notre Dame pulled up here. I don't know how Michigan did. Well, first off, winning helps. It heals a lot Isn't of stuff. Isn't it amazing? Like Michigan started back when uh, they beat Ohio State. They Like the day after, they picked up a four-star linebacker from Chicago. Or, I mean, Illinois. <laughs> Anyways. And, uh, I mean, there was some momentum. Then you win the Big Ten. There were more interest than these. I think a lot of these players wanted to see what Michigan was going to do in those final two games, too. Right. And uh big thing is with the coaching changes, with uh they pretty much switched three or four guys that were originally committed somewhere else. So the coaching changes like Clemson's defensive coordinator leaving, Lincoln Riley leaving. I mean, they switched, they were able to switch some guys. Yeah. Uh, well, you want to talk about like the top picks, maybe, or um, you know, I guess just I it, you kind of gave your general overview. I guess I'm I just like maybe who you like are excited about. Like, tell me who you. Well, maybe maybe the position, the position that really jumped out is the secondary, highlighted by Will Johnson, the five star who's been signed with Michigan forever. Yeah, he's from, they he's added, from Michigan, isn't he? Do what? He's from Michigan, right? Yeah, he's from uh, Gross Point. Oh, yeah. And then they – I mentioned the Clemson switch. They switched a four-star safety from IMG Academy, Keon Stab, who was originally committed to Clemson. 
Yeah. And they got another four-star safety in Zeke Berry from California. They're going to have they're going to be loaded in that secondary, I think. Yeah, I think you know, and it's funny because you get all you know, there's hype on five stars and like you know trying to get players who are. I think if you get dudes in the top two hundred, like you know, like mm-hmm. I look here, Michigan's got one, two, three, four, five, six, six dudes in the top two hundred. Like that's pretty darn good. Like if you can get in that two top two hundred range, because like like I've said, we've said in the past, like. <laughs> how do you rate these dudes? Like once you get past like the top 10 or not, maybe, okay, fine. Five stars after five star. I don't know how you rate them. Like, yeah, you gotta be an, I'm not that expert on recruiting and players. I'm just, I mean, it's fun to look at the stars yeah. next to it. And I think that that is where like someone, someone like you who doesn't really follow it that much. Like you probably see, Oh, we signed a five star. Like, like yeah, that that's fine. Like I and that's a, usually usually if you sign a five star, they are usually good. Especially if they're like five star quarterbacks don't always necessarily pan out, but like if they're a five star defensive player, like they're clearly really dominant and they'll probably do well. Um, but like past that, man, it's just it's just tough to tell. Like there's so many there. factors. Well, also like it seems like. Well, Michigan, like I said about Hassan Haskin being a three-star, you always look at these three-stars, maybe even a guy that wasn't even ranked or two-star, and you wonder which one's going to be like, you know, in two or three years, that he's going to be a star, All-American or whatever, number one draft, you know, first-round draft. So, yeah, and it's just, just, you never know. Like, things can be – you, some of these names that you see down here, it's like, man, who knows? Three years from now, they could be, they could be dudes, and they may have blown up and hit the weights, and and now all of a sudden they're making plays everywhere. So, one um, thing is also I mentioned the secondary that they signed the top two guys, Will Johnson and Sab. They're six foot two, six foot three. Yep. We'll see line. those very often. That's very true. That's, oh, what Notre true. Dame's, that's what Notre Dame's going for. They're that's what Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickens, the cornerbacks coach, really they like that. That's what they recruited because they were at Cincinnati together, and they really recruited a lot of length, lanky cornerbacks because um, they like to press and play really physical on the outside. So, yeah, I mean it's, I mean a good class like. It's not – I mean, and there's more time. Like, I, I always keep have to keep reminding myself that with Notre Dame, that there's more time with with them. And, uh, you know, there's another signing day. So the, the class rankings are going to change. And there's yeah. transfers. Yeah, and also, I mean, Michigan, after one signing day, like yesterday they had a three-star player uh, decommit. Mm. And there's still – I know – one top target, uh, Josh Connerly from Washington. He still hasn't decided. He's a five-star offensive tackle. So who knows? We can get him. Maybe I don't know. Might yeah. That ranking. What's that? Might help a little more. I think our offensive line needs a little more recruiting. Right. What would you say? Who would you say is your like? Um, I guess I would say probably your favorite. You kind of mentioned probably was is the five star Will, 
but who maybe like or do you see as someone that could be like a, a early contributor or someone that maybe you're excited about? Early contributor? Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be early contributor. I guess just someone that eventually like you think is going to be, you know, maybe like that Hassan Haskins. He can start right away or? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. It could be, it could be two years down the road, but someone that you think will eventually just be like that. Like the Hassan Haskins, who like kind of was like an underrated recruit, and or maybe, maybe you don't follow it well enough to know. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't follow well enough. I mean, I, I've been interested in reading about a <laughs> Michigan picked up the number one player out of the state of Idaho. So that's you know, <laughs> I don't know how oh, many really? players are in Idaho. Keeping <laughs> but uh, and I think I mentioned him. When he committed, but he yeah. was a three star. Now he's a four star. Now mm. the tight end, Colston Loveland. So, kind of interested and see what this guy can do. Yeah, I think we've mentioned you've mentioned him in the podcast before. When he, I think it was last summer when we were more focused on recruiting a little more than we would be during the season wise. Yeah. Um, I would say for Notre Dame. Um, a lot. Okay, I follow a lot of you know. There's a lot of pundits on Twitter that, just a lot of people who, you know, are always bashing Notre Dame and like people were mad that we had you know we had two wide receivers. Uh, well, one of them actually signed with Michigan. We talked about that before the podcast. Um, he he was kind of telling from what I've heard and stuff. He was telling Notre Dame coaches one thing. And then he had like a, he was committed to Notre Dame, and then he had like a, he was gonna decide decide who he's gonna sign with, and, and apparently even up to like the day before he had like, he had basically said that he was gonna, he like he told Notre Dame coaches that they were good, and then the following day and signing day he does the whole video and and he, he goes to Michigan, which, if you're if you follow Notre Dame and are like you know that he was. He had one foot out the door this entire time, and we talked about that. Like he ended up, ended up at U of M, and then the other one was C.J. Williams, who was a really highly rated. He was like the eighth wide receiver ranked as the eighth wide receiver in the country, um, out of California, and he he announced his decommitment. Um, I don't know, like last week or something, and people were all up in arms about it, which rightfully so. Like it's frustrating. Um, especially because that's kind of been the trend of the wide receiver over the past couple of years. Um, and then there was a, uh, their highest-ranked corner, um, Devin Moore. He ended up choosing Florida over Notre Dame. He was committed to Notre Dame, and then he kind of did the same thing that Moore and Walker did. So, But people were really upset, and it, it was like, well, you know, well, but then, you know, when you take a step back and you kind of you think that – before signing day, before all those switches, you were like, I think Notre Dame was second or third in two four seven sports as a whole, as like as a whole class, and um, they ended up with twenty one signees, and they ended up with still a top ten class, which is great. Like you had it's three dudes flip after Kelly, like basically after Kelly left, which was two and a half weeks ago. And you you still had a higher class than you did last year, so I just think, in my personal opinion, like the fact that 
when I and I looked at um, Oklahoma, Miami, Florida, all the schools that lost head coaches lost anywhere from eight to twelve commitments. Notre Dame lost three. <laughs> so like the job that Marcus Freeman did in those last two and a half weeks was pretty damn good. And well, they talked about Freeman being a players coach. Yeah, and I like dude, they, they video like they put the the media team put out videos. Dude, he covered so many miles after he had, like literally accepted the job, got on a plane, took off, and just went everywhere. And like literally stopped at every single recruit's house and was just like, you know, making sure we're good. You know, I had dinner with the family, like, and he said in his, in his, like when he took the job and like he did the whole, like, you know, first press conference thing, he, he said that he's like, I better be the lead recruiter on every single kid that we recruit. And that just wasn't Kelly, man. Like Kelly wasn't like that. And so it just, it just shows. And people were upset, but how many other schools had their coach leave two weeks before and they still end up with a top 10 class? That's no one. So like, I think it was, there were, there's definitely some good in all the, in and in, in all the people, like a couple kids flipping and stuff. It's not just happening at Notre Dame. So um, as far as players go, Jalen Sneed is the, the lone five-star in the class. He's a linebacker. Um, very similar to like uh, Jeremiah Wusukormala. Uh, very athletic, uh, fast. He's only 210 pounds, um, so he'll probably be uh, – I mean, he's going to be an outside linebacker. Um, he'll probably, you know, come off the edge a little bit in pass rush situations and stuff like that. But he can all – he's fast enough that he can cover dudes, which is cool. Um, oh, how about that? the – I mean, I look at their class. <laughs> they got – they're loaded at linebacker. Dude, they, they easily have the best linebacking class in the country, like – they have four dudes that are freaking just – I mean, their top two commits, according to 247 Sports, are linebackers. I see two potential, uh, you know, the next tight end you <laughs> All-American. <laughs> yeah. Um, tight ends. Yeah, Joey – so – not Joey. Um, that's, that's Lyman. Uh, Eli Raritan, his dad actually played um, at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Holden stays, like – Eli Raritan's going to be like, I don't know. Do you remember Tyler Eifert? He was a part of that 2012 team that went to the national championship game. Who? Tyler Eifert. Sounds familiar. He's a, yeah, he was a tight end. He, but he was, he was, yeah, like, I uh, he was a guy that they would put out in the slot. Like they would split him out wide. And he's, he was, you know, a taller, skinnier, athletic. Um, and the, him and Eli Raritan are like almost like, identical like uh who's floor kyle pitts yeah kind of, kind of like that right? that's how eli raritan is he's very tall he's i mean six six he's like skinnier um super i mean i've watched some of his basketball highlights the dude can jump out of the freaking gym he can i mean some of his dunks are insane um so yeah excited about that the o-line ended up being a lot better than i thought it was going to be um you signed a couple pretty highly ranked kids. Um, they ended up landing Billy Shrouth last week, which was the final piece to the puzzle. Um, he's a he was one of the better. I, a lot of people said he was like the best uh, offensive lineman coming out of Wisconsin, which you typically don't get offensive linemen out of Wisconsin. They typically go to Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so that was a big win for them. Uh, he's going to be a a mauler 
in the future. But defensive, I mean, this this class is driven by the defense. There's no no yeah. question about that. That's one thing I noticed. Defensive coach, defensive class, pretty much. Dude, they're like, which I think it's offense is gonna start to pull its own weight. Um, because I mean, Freeman's gonna be recruiting those guys too now, and like there was no doubt well, when he showed up on campus, he literally like recruiting on the defensive side of the ball. Like all of a sudden, we were just like signing these like ridiculously high recruits, and I'm like, where was this? You know. Why, wow, like all of a sudden, I mean, he's just a good recruiter. So he's going to be, he's going to be doing both sides of the ball and it's going to make a difference in the offense too. So. Is Ray still going to be coaching? Yep. Tommy is going to be coaching offense, which they were, I mean, a lot of people said they were a package deal, which I don't really think is the case. They, he might be there for one more year if he, the offense looks like, you know, nothing. I bet Freeman says, get out. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, I know that Tom. He's still a young play caller. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Josh Gaddis. I mean, Gaddis kind of just went with Harbaugh's way at Michigan. And you can kind of tell, I I think Gaddis, I haven't been a big fan of him, but I think his play calling is a lot better than it used to be. Right. Yeah, Tommy's a young guy, and his aspirations are to be a head coach. He's mentioned that before. So, I he, you know, I don't. A lot of people think he's gonna, he's there for like two more years max, which yeah, could be the case, and then I wouldn't be shocked. But I mean, I, he's a Notre Dame dude, as you know, he played there, and you know, he obviously he had. I mean, he's he, I don't know if he he has a pod or he doesn't have a podcast, but he was on a podcast with Ryan Rosillo, um, because they're they're buddies, and if you ever get a chance to listen to that, that's there's an episode that came out last week. He kind of told Tommy told the whole story of like how it all went down um, mm. with with Brian Kelly. He was like with Brian Kelly when that whole thing happened. And uh, and he was very like very candid about everything. And but he he had off I mean he literally says like, you know, LSU, like he was there was a plane ready to take him to LSU. And he said like, hold on, you know, and like they were offering him like two million dollars to be an offensive coordinator. So like mm. he clearly wants to be at Notre Dame, so I could see him staying longer than that. Um, but I do know he wants to be a head coach eventually. So, but it's all pretty much based on success on the field for yep. his future. Absolutely, and yeah. I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see like a lot of people that follow it really closely. A lot of the beat writers have. There's a sense that Brian Kelly kind of had their handcuffs, you know, that were on Tommy because. He was, you know, that's how Kelly's always been. Like the offense has always kind of ran through him and for whatever reason. Um, and like, you know, you've had some fairly decent offensive coordinators in the past, you know, however long, 10 years or so. And they just like, it always seemed like the offense was just kind of like held back. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that maybe changes. Um like next, you know, the, I mean, even in the bowl game, like I'm curious to see what it looks like. Maybe, hopefully, it's a little bit more killer instinct because we just don't have that. We've never really had that under Kelly. Uh, but I'll be curious. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm excited, and I think recruiting is just gonna like I like the 2023 class right now. I don't know if you can look at that, but 
they're ranked second. And, I mean, a lot of defensive players. Oh, wow. Um, they're number one in independent? Oh, like, who cares? It's hard to do. <laughs> no, but, I mean, you got – Seven commits. Like, like, Brennan Vernon is – like, Drake Bowen and Brennan Vernon are, like, five stars on other recruiting sites. So, like, and Justin Rett is a freaking dude. Like, they're – they're going to be the, like, I'm telling you, recruiting is just going to blow up. It's going to be, I, I really think that Notre Dame will recruit like alongside like the big dogs. Now the game day stuff with, with Freeman, that's kind of remains to be seen. Obviously we need to see how he handles all that, but that only time's going to tell that. But I, I know one thing for sure that recruiting is going to be awesome. Yeah. So. We'll wait yeah. and see how he coaches. You don't know. <laughs> yep, I mean, never know. I mean, like, we'll find out next year. Well, we'll get a little glimpse on New Year's Day, and yeah, and then you what a way to start Ohio. the year at Ohio State. At Ohio State, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's basically it for for recruiting. I mean, both good classes for Notre Dame and Michigan. Nothing to be like super pumped about, but um, well, you know, based on the powerhouses and you right. get what you get maintaining status quo and you know no huge like quarterbacks or anything like that or but you know good solid across the board good defensive um players and and then you know a recruiting class that'll probably end up I think being- you I have a question about your class like Notre yeah. Dame like I have one thing I noticed on Michigan that I I would probably be worried about or building depth is like exactly. a position you wish you recruited for, like that for Notre Dame to recruit. Oh, you wish that like they would recruit better? Yeah, at a position. Uh, yeah, you have one for Notre Dame? Wide receiver. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah they, like if the class had stayed intact and they had Williams and Morian Walker, like that class would have been awesome. Like Williams, CJ Williams and, and who they have, Tobias Merriweather, who I think is the best one. I've watched a lot of his film. I think he's he was the best receiver in the whole class, regardless. Um, CJ was ranked higher, but I like if you have those two dudes, you're you're looking pretty good, but especially numbers wise. But yeah, it's just been a constant issue. Um and it again, it's like it you talked about, you know, what you see on the field, like a lot of these younger players who are watching Notre Dame, like they're not watching wide receivers blow up like you know Chase Claypool last year was had a pretty or two years ago had a pretty good year, uh, but again he had to be a senior before he even sniffed the field basically. Hmm. So like that's just been a constant theme for them. So what about you? Uh, I think Michigan at one position that concerns me that they didn't recruit. I mean they had one guy that kind of switched on him went to Texas, you know. Texas was great at defense alignment, so he went there. Yeah, must have offered a new, you know, some kind of three cars or something. Yeah, uh, those incentives. Like the pass rush, like defensive ends would be huge because you know Hutchinson's going to be gone. Yeah, Bobble will probably be gone. I doubt he'll come back for his final seat, like for one more year. Right, so that would be like the big question mark that they did not recruit in this cycle. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. there's some um, supposedly young studs coming up, like Braden McGregor, but 
I mean, you can't just hope that, you know, rely that he's going to be the next guy up. But Yeah. But it doesn't seem like they have too much depth at that position. Yeah, it's tough. That's a spot that Notre Dame does have a lot of depth, which is yeah. – I mean, it used to this, not be that way. But Considering, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's just amazing how, like, Michigan's defense played this year under a new coordinator and how those two guys just took off. Right. They like they've owned there's all these uh, supposedly high draft picks on tackle. Like I keep watch. I love that video of the Hutchinson telling, "Come at me, bitch," or whatever oh, at the yeah. Ohio State guy and just knocks him over. Right. I mean, that's what you need. Hopefully, yep. in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You gotta keep. I mean, it's a it's a factory. Like you gotta you gotta keep producing, and it's not just about finding. It's about developing players too. Like, yeah, you can't just get high star, you know, defensive linemen. You gotta, you get the three stars, the four stars. You gotta, you gotta develop and develop them into, you know, Hutchinson type players. And uh, well, Michigan, Michigan seems to do well at like the defensive side, but still, like I've mentioned, they don't develop. You mentioned the receivers not mm-hmm. developing until the end of the their careers. Right. Same thing at Michigan. Yeah. Like they don't if you look at what Donovan Peoples Jones and Nico Collins, former four stars, they could have went to Alabama. One season at Alabama is what they could have had <laughs> compared An to what their career. career at Michigan. So yeah, that is frustrating. It's frustrating as hell. Yep. Bowl games? Yeah, let's talk about a couple quick bowl games. Um we already there already been one played today in uh, Toledo and Middle Tennessee, and um, Middle Tennessee pulled the upset, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> I picked I picked uh, Toledo along with everybody else, and and the thing that I'm in, so it doesn't really matter. But you're a little more affected by it. I'm not. I don't even. I told you before the podcast of how I feel about bowl games. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really care in the grand scheme of things. I just am competitive, and I like to win everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, tonight, I think there's a pretty good game. North The MAC champions, Northern Illinois, goes up against Coastal Carolina. Yeah, um, and I hope Coastal wins that one. Because if they don't, then I'm going to be struggling. Because really? yeah. I put all my confidence points on them. <laughs> Maybe that was a dumb move, but... Anyway, yeah, I that's the other one that ha- is happening tonight. Um, and then tomorrow, there's a couple. Uh, let's see, what do we got tomorrow? There's more. There's about seven bowl games tomorrow. Yeah, pretty full slate. Um, yeah, what the one I'm interested in is the Western Kentucky and Appalachian State game because I picked Western Kentucky to win that game because of their offense because they score so many flipping points. They like to throw the ball. Yeah, they chuck it everywhere. So I could see them just getting hot and, and beating App State. A um, couple of ranked teams are playing. Yeah, you got yeah. BYU playing, uh, UAB, which is a, should be a lock. I don't know why they would lose that game. Um. Mm-hmm. Any other ones that you're as you're scrolling through for that day? No. Okay. Go the next week. 
it, on my uh, I'm using the CBS Sports app. They're even showing the FCS playoff games. So oh, really? being thrown off by those. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look through games that I'm interested in before. I'll probably watch the maybe really interested in watching maybe Missouri and Army. Yeah, that one's always – and my wife and I were talking because she helped me do these picks because it's her family that does it. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, you know, teams that don't typically play option schools sometimes struggle. And, like, you'd think Missouri, you know, they're in this SEC, so they should they should win. Yeah. But it doesn't – I mean, that's the equalizer, especially when you're a mid-level, like, to lower-level SEC team. Like, Army, if they – can get out and score a touchdown or two and then run like control the clock, you're like you're don't you're not gonna know how to handle that. Yeah, and also like going <laughs> I like to watch the Big Ten games, of course, but like especially against SEC teams, I just they think so they're so high and mighty. So I always root against them. <laughs> yeah, knocked down a pig. yeah. UCF playing Florida. Dude, it's, that's amazing to me that Florida and LSU are in bowl games. Yeah. And like, both, well, Florida won't have their coach. Yeah. And Kelly won't be coaching in the LSU game. Yeah. Just because. Cajun Brady Hoke will be coaching. My family. <laughs> you dumbass. Sorry. <clears throat> um, well, there's a bowl game on Christmas Day. Yeah, I saw that. Only one. Which... It's usually the NBA's day, so. I I usually, like, the Hawaii Bowl is always on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I'm, Notre Dame was in that one year. Yeah, I remember that. They beat it. It was, uh, I think, Clawson's quarterback. Yeah, that was uh, him and Golden. It was even close. It was a boring game. Yeah, Golden I State. mean, probably Notre Dame, you're like, yeah, blow up. <laughs> but. Yeah. It wasn't really, like, too good. Notre Dame sucked that year, too. I mean, there's not really many games I'm, like, super interested in before the New Year's Six. I mean, West, West Virginia and Minnesota is interesting. Um, just because I feel like those are two, like, pretty equal teams. Who? West, West Virginia. Virginia and Minnesota. Yeah. I like uh, I like the UCLA-NC State matchup. Yeah, I I do, too. Um, you see that UCLA just got Dylan Gabriel? Yeah, I saw that. And then uh, Adrian Martinez transferred to Kansas State. Kansas State, yeah. <laughs> Interesting choice. Mississippi State, Texas Tech. That's, that might, man, there's some good de- – oh, the Auburn. Iowa State game is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect Clemson to win that game because Iowa State has had like five guys I, transfer like two days ago. Yeah, that's one thing I forget about these games too is like who's sitting out. Yep. And that's what's nice about they used to like, you used to have to lock your picks in because they used to do it on this big spreadsheet, but now they're using ESPN and you can like change your pick up to the start of the game, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice because like with all the players opting out and stuff, like if you have, you know, if you had them locked in and they just like a player decided they were going to opt out, then it's like you have, you have a team without a starting quarterback. <laughs> And you, you're, you know, they're probably gonna not do very well. So. I have a question. Yeah. Is uh, did Virginia Tech change coaches? Uh, no, Virginia did. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Virginia. I knew that, but I was wondering. I just saw Virginia Tech in Maryland, but I, 
I didn't. I haven't. I don't think I remember anything about uh, their coach being let go or anything. No, Fuente's still there. Um, Ryan was kind of on the hot seat. Yeah, he's always kind of bad. Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall. Oh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> Bronco Mendenhall. He uh, he got. He stepped. He just stepped down. I guess is what they said. Yeah, and that's a good. Uh, glad you said that because Michigan got a twenty-year-old freshman to come to Michigan. Offensive, a former four-star offensive tackle, part of the twenty twenty class. Oh, okay. But he went on a two-year mission for his church. Oh, okay. And because Ma- Bronco is leaving Virginia, he committed to Michigan. He's twenty years old, freshman. <laughs> Who took over the Virginia job? Uh, I can look it up. Hold on. I feel like it's a decent, like Tony Elliott. Oh yeah, yeah, from Clemson. Yeah, he's the OC, or was the OC? Clemson lost both of their coordinators, so it's going to be interesting to see what dude Clemson is going to be in the next. Maybe Feinbaum was right. They asked their athletic director too. Yeah. So maybe I've heard I've heard like rumors. It's just complete rumors that Dabo's gonna leave too. Like that would be crazy. Yeah. But what a turnaround! Oregon and Oklahoma—that's the. Yeah, that one's that one's a, a good one. I, I like that one a lot. That's a good like pre. Uh, New coaches. I mean, it's intern coaches at this moment, but still, it should be a good game. Yeah, he's still have really good players. Um. Yeah, other than that, before the – I mean, you got – Tennessee and Purdue. I don't, I like Tennessee in that one. I, I think, think Purdue. Um, without Bell, I don't think they'll win. Yeah, I, that's the other – that I remember when I picked that game, I was like, ah, I think Bell opted out. I was like, dang. But whatever. Uh, I guess uh, Sam Howell will be debuting his NFL stock in that game. I, if, I assume he's playing, right? I haven't heard anything about him opting out, so yeah. I would be playing because you never know. <laughs> Maybe he'll fall to the Lions at number thirty. <laughs> I do not want. I've to seen. Play. I've seen people have him. I've. I've seen. We're switching to the Lions, but like I've seen Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson being the number one pick yeah. for the Lions, their first pick, which they do need a pass rush. And I've seen the Lions pick a quarterback. You know, for, for the Rams pick. Yeah. I've seen uh, Howell. I've seen Matt Corral. I just don't even, uh, honestly, like. It don't matter. I can't I can't get into the drafts anymore. I was like, whatever. I don't even this, want Aiden Hutchinson to go to Detroit. This draft class and quarterback just really sucks. I've seen the Liberty quarterback go to the Lions late, too. But then <laughs> you do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Off topic. Let's move on. No, that's about, about the most lions thing that you can do. Yeah. I've said that about a lot of things that they do. So I don't even want Aiden Hutchinson to go to Lions. I was like, no, don't draft him. Please don't, don't do that. <laughs> that's funny. Because I don't know. I don't care for like Michigan players to go to Detroit. I just don't like that too much. It doesn't seem like they do anything, though. So. Right. Yeah, and then after that, you've got Pitt, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Arizona State, Wake Forest, Texas A&M. You know, we have good games. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Like, I just think that, like, Pitt not having Pickett 
and then Walker from Michigan State. Like, I just, you know, I'm picking State in that game, but I just think that it'd be interesting to see how the teams respond without those guys. This is one big thing. I think uh, expansion of playoffs will eliminate more of the star players won't be opting out. Yeah, there's no question about that. Like, if you're in the playoff and you got a chance to win a national championship. Which, like, if you look at those two rankings, the number 10 and 12 team, if you go to a 12 teams, yeah, they're in the playoff. Yeah, Pickett and Walker both play. Of course, they would be playing different teams at the moment. Right. But, yeah. Man, I can't stop. Y'all know pretty Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I think this is – it's going to be interesting to see what happens with some of these games. Like, like Utah. I like, or like Will, person, Texas A&M would be a good game. Yeah. I think that one. I picked, I picked A&M. I just think that, like, overall, they're just going to be too for us. Might be the first team to 60 or something like that. Yeah. Ugh. No defense. If, if A&M defense shows up or someone's defense. Right. But that's it before the yeah, – We got a couple more. We do? Yeah, on January 1st, the Outback Bowl is Penn State and Arkansas. Aren't those New Year's Six games, though? No, not the Outback Bowl. Oh, it's not? Uh, and the Citrus Bowl is number 15, Iowa, and number 22, Kentucky. Those are the last non – New Year's Six Bowls. I feel like that Iowa-Kentucky game is going to be really boring. Yeah, I like Arkansas over Penn State just to make that 10-year contract for James Franklin look even more absurd. (laughs) I believe, like, between him and Mel Tucker, like, I get the Mel Tucker one. Because if you beat Michigan, you might as well give him a contract raise because that's what Michigan State runs by. And he he had a great – Second, that what year and a half, pretty much with yeah. COVID. But James Franklin is eleven and ten in his two last two seasons, given the fact that last year was a COVID year. But mm-hmm. he hasn't. I don't. He hasn't really done anything in the last two years. Definitely not. And I think those coaches, those schools, Michigan State and Penn State, gave those like contract extensions because they didn't want. They see all these coaching changes for that big money. They're kind of panicking. I'll be surprised if either one of them is there for 10 years, but who knows? Yeah, I would be shocked too. Yep, that's it for all the bowl games, it looks like. Well, no. Jeez. There's a game on January 4th, uh, the LSU and Kansas State. Yeah, that one's kind of weird. Why? I don't like I don't like bowl games before the national championship. I think it should end on like January first or second. I think they're just trying to string it out, but I agree. I don't think it should happen. Well, at least that bowl game it it's better than what they've had in the past, where it's like a Sun Belt team playing a Conference USA opponent. It's like the Birmingham Bowl or something. Right. Yeah, that one will be. I mean, I'd be a little more interested in it um, if Kelly was coaching, but he's not. So, no taggers. No taggers. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically it. Nope.
So that does it for us today. Um, like I said, next week, nothing. And then the following week, we will be back early on the week to talk about um, the upcoming games and what has already happened with the bowl games. And we'll see after that who makes the natty. We'll prep for our, I'll prep for Michigan and Georgia. Well, you can too. I don't care. I'm sure you have intake for the playoff. And what I know Notre Dame has two of their key players sitting out. Yep. Hamilton. It'll be interesting to see. I'm skipping ahead for Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. If I was a Notre Dame fan, I would rather play Oklahoma State than the other, like Pitt or Michigan oh, State. 100%. Well, I wouldn't mind playing Michigan State because uh, I think, well. Michigan State would be all right. I wouldn't mind that just because it's a, it's a, like, it, I mean, it's a rivalry game kind of. But also, like, Notre Dame playing Oklahoma State, you don't really see those matchups. They've never played like, before. Yeah. I mean, they always yeah, – I've seen Notre Dame play Pitt before not too yeah, long ago. Pitt's, dude, Pitt's their – overall, their most – I think they have their most their most games played against Pitt. Okay. Well, I knew they played, what, two years ago maybe. I don't know. Right. And, uh, of course, I've seen them play Michigan State quite a few times. So Definitely. Good. All right. Two teams, two teams who were that close to a playoff bid. I mean, <laughs> one team. Inches. Notre Dame. Yeah. Oklahoma State was inches away. Michael Penix play type. Yeah, that was great. Again, and Notre Dame just needed a little help and they didn't get it. Just needed a little chalk is what they needed and they didn't yeah. get it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a good holiday and. Um, you listen to this, like and subscribe and share. We'll see you in two weeks.